1: start and end your day with the good news the good news with angie austin find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com now here's angie austin and friends with the good news
2: oh my friend is pastor john Byrne. you're familiar with him he joins us on therapy tuesday with therapist lisa and he is the pastor at grace fellowship of lakewood and pastor john i realize we hadn't given your testimony yet yeah And I have to tell you, when I started the good news uh, and I left TV news, one of my big things was um, sharing testimonies with people, and hopefully some non-Christians would listen because I'd been in news and they want to hear positive stories, but then they'd also hear the good news of Jesus, and people who maybe have never walked through a church door might hear a testimony like mine or like yours, and realize that if they're in pain or they're hurting or they're lonely or something's missing in their life, that, you know what, maybe that would be an option for them. Like maybe the Lord could help heal them. And so your childhood reminds me a little bit of mine, um, because your, your dad wasn't always there, correct? And, uh, and you and I both found faith through, um, um, maybe looking for something to right. to heal ourselves and give us that foundation. So I thought, goodness gracious, rather than just plain old good news, let's do the really good news of how Jesus can heal with Pastor John's testimony. Oh, that sounds great. Awesome. Yeah. So let's go back, back, back. Back, back, we were back. Little John.
3: Like it, I was born. <laughs> kind of thing. Oh, well, no. sure. We <laughs> can start that far back <laughs>
2: if you want. So anyway, I was very tiny, seven pounds. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's pretty close. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well I'm from Minnesota I grew up in Minnesota um, my my mat, my background's kind of mixed there's some really great things about growing up and, and some influences in my life and then there's some really tough things as well and so growing up my mom uh, my dad was in Vietnam and and she married and had me and then when I was about two years old um, he left and you know obviously I don't remember anything but right. you know, I've heard bits and pieces along the way, and um, whatever his reasonings were, he was just gone, and he was- annoyed. Gone,
2: gone, like no visitation gone, or you saw him sporadically gone, or you really grew up without him gone? Um,
3: mostly mostly grew up without him. He, he would show up from time to time. He lived in Lotton, Oklahoma, uh, at least as far as I can remember back- um, he was on. The, he was an army sergeant there, and so that was where he was stationed. And I lived in Minnesota, and so did he get
2: remarried and have other kids or start another life. Like, what happened yeah, with him? Yeah, he did.
3: He's um, he's been. I think he's on his fourth marriage. Um, so he he was married several times. And I did uh, at one point go down to Oklahoma, spent a summer or not an entire summer, but a few weeks down there, and uh, met a couple of my brothers uh, at the time who I, I don't remember their names. Those are the only two weeks I ever saw them. And so so it was it was just kind of a mixed bag. There's was, there was some I, my my uncle's a pastor, my
2: grandpa's a pastor, and so there's some On your mom's side? On my mom's side. Okay, so her family then must have kind of rallied around and helped fill in the gaps. Because I know you're very close, to, you were very close to your grandmother.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. And your grandpa. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa. Spent a lot of time with them.
2: And then his, his dad's side of the family, were they out of the picture completely along with him? Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty okay. much.
3: Now, I have an uncle who lived in Minnesota and, and, and another uncle who died when I was younger mm-hmm. um, in a car accident and things like that. And so on his side, um, but didn't really ever know them very well. Um, As a matter of fact, I probably have more uh, contact with the one uncle now through Facebook than anything else um, because he'll post stuff once in a while and that kind of thing. But, but yeah, so my dad left when I was two and for the most part he was just gone. Um, My mom got remarried when I was about five years old and, uh, and to uh, just not, not a nice guy. He was, he was um, just a bad man. He, I was never uh, beaten. Well, maybe, I mean, some belts across, you know, spankings with belts and, and other objects, things like that. If right. you want to call that, that you
2: and I wouldn't consider loving.
3: Yes, and uh, so I received a lot of that. He was very verbally abusive. He was physically abusive to my mom, um, and and so there was there was definitely a significant amount of abuse in the family. But
2: she did the best she could within that context to. And protect how long me. was she with him? Eight years. So did the best she could within that context to protect you, but couldn't protect herself. Yeah. And, and were you the only kid?
3: No, I had an older brother and an older sister. The sister wasn't around very much. She was quite a bit older, and the brother was even seven years older. So so I think it was seven. But uh, so they were, and and again... Not a nice older brother either. It wasn't like he looked at me and went, Oh, I'll help this. I'll help my younger brother, you know, figure life out. It was more like, I'll torture my younger brother. Wow. So, um,
2: older brother who really did not look out for you. Yeah. Stepdad who didn't look out for you. And was yeah. this his kid? This was his kid. Oh, those two kids, the, the older brother and sister, were his children. Yeah. So step, brother, and yes. sister. Got it. I like to tell people I'm the youngest, oldest, middle, only child. You're the youngest, oldest middle only child, yeah <laughs> so you really are your mom's only child
3: I really am my mom's only child Wow, so no half um, but I've had step at times I've had step siblings who were older and I was the youngest and currently all my step siblings on both my mom's side and um, my dad's side are are all younger than me so okay. Wow,
2: <laughs> this is like, this isn't a family tree, it's a family pretzel. Yeah, it's, it's, this yeah. is a family pretzel. It's like Jenga or something, you know? Yes, okay, so for eight years from the time you're um, five to about 13, they're married. So yeah. right as you're entering your teen years, she says adios to the abusive husband, stepdad.
3: Yeah, he had, you know, she grew up in a Christian home, and obviously my grandpa was, was a pastor, and and so it was kind of that mantra, you know, divorce is not an option. And so for her... It was very difficult to uh, go that direction. It was – she felt like she would be giving up, you know, like, uh, like I would be um, abandoning God or something in, right. if I and, were to give up Right, and you
2: know what? I think, like, I, I understand that situation – where, because my mom was in an abusive marriage too, um, this would be the second time too. She's, yes. So again, she, you would not have a father figure. Not that maybe she maybe even thought he was a good father figure right. for you, and that she'd be on her own again, which is you know being a single mom, it's a challenge. And fi- then you have to look at the financial situation as well. I remember my mom saying before she left my dad, um, she didn't know how she would uh, support four That's kids. Right. Yeah, and as a
3: matter of fact after my 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 biological dad left when I was two those few years in there where she was not um, married and um she was very very poor i mean they would she literally would make decisions well i think i'm I'm not gonna eat tonight so that my son can and you know had to make some of those really uh difficult decisions i didn't I never felt that because she would always be the one is i' I'm, I'm just not gonna eat tonight and that's right that's okay I'll figure it out um so it was very very difficult uh in those years and then her second husband was well off you know had had some money and so there was there was that kind of circumstance that changed and that was probably part of it too though how do i leave this now and and go, and how am I going to support my son? And, you know, all those kinds of questions. And people
2: ask, you know, why don't people leave when they're in an abusive relationship? Because you start weighing things like on that scale of like, we can support ourselves now, we have food, we have a place to live, but he's abusive. And a lot of people are like, well, you just got to get out. But there's so many things that these poor women have to weigh. And also there's the psychological component where sometimes they're made to feel like they brought it on themselves and somehow they're they're at fault for the abuse they receive through the fault of the other person. Right.
3: Well, and to give you an example too, because a lot of people throw around this word abuse. And so it's, it's kind of difficult when you hear it to go, well, what does that mean? Um, and there were times when it was physical, but it was also mental. And, and what I mean by that is he literally convinced her she was crazy to the point where she checked into a, an insane asylum at one point. So he would, he would do things like she would leave something in, in, in one place and he would literally go in and move it and then convince her that she's just going crazy, that she can't remember anything, that she's nuts and, and those kinds of things. And so there was a point literally where she checked herself in. And so then I was of course, you know, with at him. home with him. Right. Um, scary. And, yeah. Scary. So uh, so it was it was pretty rough during those eight years He wasn't nice to me you know I, I remember a lot of times dinner table I would go go to bed crying because he was just verbally uh, abusive.
2: Was it that walking on eggshells feeling where you were like, you dread him coming home. You Absolutely. wanted to spend time alone with your mom. You wanted to be outside of the house. You wanted to play outside. Uh, when you heard the door open, you'd want to go to your room and kind of hide.
3: Absolutely. Yes. Is it, That's exactly it. And fortunately we, we lived out in the country a little bit. And so I would often just go outside. I would right. just go just outside the house outside. and go out in the woods and, and, and do whatever and just stay away. Um, and, and that was kind of my, uh, I guess my solace where, where I found peace was, right, was being the out of the house in the woods. Yeah.
2: All right. So during this time, if you, you know, you've got pastors on your mom's side of the family, are you continuing to go, to go to church? Does he go to church with your family? Like, where does your faith really start to blossom? You know, if it leads you on that path to becoming a pastor? Yeah. A um,
3: couple things. One is because of that kind of weird mixed, those mixed influences. Um, I actually went to a private school all the way up through eighth grade. And so I was at a Christian private school and it was actually my kindergarten teacher who led me to Christ.
2: Um, Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And well, I've never heard that before.
3: Yeah. And I remember it. I can still envision it. So visually, the memory is still there, Um, you know, but it was it was it was kind of interesting. She's kind of, you know, well, this is hell and this is heaven which one do you want? And I was like, well, heaven sounds good. You know?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The two that does. Yeah. sound much better.
3: That was my introduction to Christianity. Um, obviously it, it matured and developed over time. The time that my faith really began to take root was when I was 13 years old. Um, my mom had, uh, was divorcing her second husband and my church youth group became a huge part of, um, just the place where I found refuge, I think. And I never, I think I went through, I asked the same questions everybody else asked. I'd go to bed and, you know, why, why me, God, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I'm 13 years old. So I'm, you know, on the verge of being a lunatic teenager anyways. Right. right.
2: Your brain's going crazy. Right.
3: So then you throw this on top of that and it was just a crazy time. And it was a, it was difficult because my mom was good, good about pointing me to Christ, but it was difficult because I just didn't. I didn't know who I was. Right. I didn't understand it where I be fit. you a little angry. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And, and I, at the same time, I switched from private school to public school.
2: Ah, that was a, an abrupt change. Huge change. Right. When you're t- becoming a teenager, your mom's in, a, in an abusive relationship, your stepdad is abusive towards you, and then they get divorced. Right. Now, were you relieved when she said she was leaving him? How did that all go down? Because I remember when my parents got divorced, I was relieved because I knew how unhealthy their marriage was.
3: Yeah. No, that's absolutely right. As a matter of fact, I remember uh, one night she wakes me up and we had go bags. You know how like military or whatever they will have go bags? We had go bags because there were many nights where my mom would just say, grab your bag. We're out of here. And we'd go and stay in a hotel um, because she feared for her safety, that kind of thing. So that was, that was a real life experience for me. Um, and, and so when I remember the night when she had been talking to me about the possibility of divorce, um, so I knew that it was a possibility. She woke me up in the middle of the night and my stepdad was jumping in his, um, I still love this car, his 68 Camaro (laughs) and, uh, which, which a beautiful car, but he was jumping in it to go and to cheat on her basically. And so, and so I was standing at the window watching him drive away and she says, all right, we're out of here. And we left.
2: And that was the last time.
3: Yeah, I, pretty much. I mean, that's, that's my last memory anyways of, of being in that house. Um, and so we, we moved and we had another house on our property. And so we just moved to that house just to get out of the house. And then they get divorced and it, it, they were divorced, uh, um, January that year. And so there was an, a huge abrupt change. Um, not only the divorce and all that stuff, but now I'm changing schools. and
2: which Now you're not going to private school and anymore. And I'm not
3: going to private school. And that is a huge culture shock.
2: From Christian school to huge. school. Huge.
3: Yeah. The, I remember still the first time I heard a student cuss at a teacher really? in, in public school. And I, and I was immediately blown away that this student didn't even get detention. Whereas my old school, they wouldn't just got detention. They'd have gotten kicked out of school for, yeah. for that. Right. And they got nothing? And they got nothing wow and so it was just a complete culture shift in the language you heard and the the relationships you saw and this is you know eighth grade so so you know everybody's starting to date and do all these things and all of this was so foreign
2: very overwhelming for you like it was like the world just came uh, crowding in on you rushing in like you know enveloping you
3: yeah i went from you know the private school I went to, you had to wear a belt and, you know, your hair had to be cut a certain way and, you know, collared shirts to not only was there no dress code, there seemed to be no behavioral code.
2: Right. You know. Wow. So it was huge. It was and huge. then financially, obviously, your mom probably struggled more. How did your grandparents, your mom's parents have um, influence on you during all those years? Because I know how I've heard you speak about your grandmother so fondly.
3: Yeah. Um They became... I ended up spending a lot of time with them. And I did when I was younger, too. Uh, but the time that I remember was primarily doing, during those teenage years. Yeah. And so they had uh, a farm out in Wisconsin. And, and, it was, and I would go and spend weeks there, um, especially in the summer, uh, weekends uh, at other times. And, and my grandpa and my grandma both understood, you know, they knew what was going on. They understood the importance of a father figure, which I really right. didn't have. Yeah. And so they both very much took on that role to the extent that they could. Yeah. Um, and and credit my aunts and uncles to some degree as well. Um, but it was a huge influence and it allowed me to be in a place where, where Christ was central, where there was healthy relationships. So I was able to see the healthiness of their relationship and then see all the things that had gone wrong in my mom's choices and and the relationship that she was in.
2: It does help, doesn't it, to see a healthy relationship? Absolutely. Because some of my aunts and uncles, even just the brief time that I would see them as a kid and then as a young adult and an adult seeing their healthy marriages, it was very inspirational to me that you could have a relationship like that. I talk a lot about my Aunt Della and her husband and how devoted they were from, I think they were eight, she was 18 when she met him and still 50 some odd years before my uncle passed away, they would sit and hold hands and just like stare at the lake and just hold hands and just like for like an hour and I'm like, are they going to stop holding (laughs) hands soon? Like they're not even saying anything. They're just sitting there. They're just staring and they're holding hands and it's quiet. Like I'm like, wow, that's pretty wild. Yeah. And just the respect and love they had for each other was so cool for me to see. And when you see none of that in your parents' marriage, I mean, I don't even remember my dad saying nice things to my mom. It was right. always nasty. Right. You know, right. and so it, it does, that does have a big influence to see like your grandparents' marriage. So then when does this all take a turn to you becoming a pastor?
3: So around that time, my mom also got remarried that same year. So wow. si- six months, seven months later. Okay. So seven months after the divorce, she got remarried. And there was no improper relationship of any kind um, prior to the divorce. I wasn't assuming there was. No, I know. But some people hear that, <laughs> right, you but know. Yeah, it was, yeah quick. Yeah. I just
2: figured she was, it's scary to be a single mom. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, and she is still married to that man to this day. Um, and so that's good but i also in that in that marriage gained four brothers four younger brothers and um and it was an impossible situation
2: so it's you and four little boys
3: yeah and they're two year increments so so they're it's you know each each one's two years younger than the other
2: and you it's one against four cause yeah pretty much cuz they're still siblings so yes. regardless of how much they like you they're still brothers yes
3: and so all that turmoil and i just kind of lost you know i don't I don't know how to have brothers, really, younger brothers, or even brothers that are close to my age. Um, and now I've got four of them. Uh, all my stuff that I had, and I had a lot of freedom in what I did after school, and all, those, all these kind of, all, that's all gone. So you
2: have to have the rules they have. I,
3: To as large degree. I had a three-wheeler at the time, you know, now they're four-wheelers, but three-wheeler at the time, and I could... I had a lot of freedom. Like, I'd just go tool around on our property, or I'd use it to go mow lawns and make money, and, you know, I'd run to the store for my mom. I mean, this is out in the country, and, and so all that's gone. We no longer have the property. We no longer have all this stuff. So I, my church became huge, hugely important to me, and then I began to realize that God could use this to help me to uh, minister to other people. And so that's when I decided I want to be a pastor.
2: So how old were you? Thirteen. At thirteen, you decided you're going to be pastor.
3: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you did it. And I did it. And I. And you
2: felt that call that young?
3: I did. Yeah. That
2: is so cool. Yeah.
3: yeah. It was. It was completely. Unusual. I mean, you don't talk to thirteen-year-olds who kind of got to figure out. Yeah, then to. I'm
2: going to be a pastor, yeah. especially going to public school. Yeah, you know. And so uh, you meet your wife in college. You've got two kids now. Yeah. Um, you moved to Colorado in what 08, and that's when you moved to Lakewood near with Grace Fellowship. Right? Well, I
3: was with I was in Littleton at the Rock for about for almost eight years, seven and a half years, and then I moved to Grace. And then Grace
2: Fellowship yeah. of Lakewood. So, um, boy, you know it's cool. We have like a minute left before we go to break. I think for me being a Christian, like knowing that my kids are in a different environment, doesn't it make you feel good that you're raising? I mean, we're not oh, perfect, yeah. right. but that they have two parents, that they feel a lot of love, they don't hear bad language at home, there's no drinking in my house, there's no violence, There's there are no drugs like right. I grew up right. around... It's like, a, it's like a whole different world. My kids are like, they're, they're living large. Yeah,
3: yeah, and I remind them often. You? <laughs> you know? How much yeah. better they have it? Yeah, and I'll tell stories, you know, about how I grew up. It's important for them to hear that stuff. Your
2: daughter's a little older. She's a teenager. My yeah. kids are still 6, 8, and 10, so yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they know much of what I went through. Plus, I don't want them to think badly of my, my father who now, you know. You have know, to be careful. I, yeah, yeah. I, and they have a great relationship with him. Yep. All right, your church...
3: Uh, Grace Fellowship of Lakewood,
2: gfol.org. Excellent. We'll be right back with the good news. Thanks, Pastor John. That was great. You bet.
4: 810
3: KLVZ. Brighton, Aurora, and Colorado Springs, where love lives.
2: Hey, it's Angie with the good news. Do you ever feel like, you know, you need a roadmap to your goals or you need some hope or you feel lost? Well, Carrie Conley with Infinite Nation, she teaches us the specifics, the roadmap to reach your goals and dreams. Hi, Carrie.
5: How are you, Angie?
2: It must be very exciting for you to help people reach their goals.
5: It's very exciting because everybody has a vision of what they want their life to look like, Angie, but most of
2: us walk around with it all stuffed inside and not able to get it out. And that's what I help people do. And what I find that you do is you have us write down uh, what we see ourselves doing, or would like to see ourselves doing, in one year, two year, three years, right. and then you have you break it down into steps, and then it makes it so much more simplified and less intimidating. Well, I think people
5: overestimate that you know a baby step ha- can take you a long way. So yes, I get them to take little tiny baby steps toward the bigger vision of what they want their life to look like.
2: Or right, if people want to talk to you, work with you, see what you're up to, how do they reach you? InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com. Thanks,
6: Carrie. For over 120 years, the Denver Rescue Mission has been providing services to those in need and the homeless in the metro area. It is the oldest full-service Christian charity in the Rocky Mountain region. Since its conception in 1892, it has expanded to helping the homeless and hungry to provide services for men and single mothers, offering programs such as rehabilitation for those suffering from addiction and abuse, education and career centers, family services, and life restoration. The Denver Rescue Mission is always in need of your assistance. You can help this growing organization by donating clothing, food, furniture, and more at any of the drop-off locations. The greatest need for the fall season is for mentors and interns. For more information on their services, ways you can help, and to donate online, go to DenverRescueMission.org. DenverRescueMission.org. Changing lives in the name of Christ.
2: All right. You want to be healthier, right? What if you could get a free health assessment and you could get a number that would let you know, hey, I am really in bad shape or hey, I'm doing really (laughs) great. Well, we've got one for you. It's a free health assessment. It's a hundred questions. And Dr. Joe Arve is here. And Dr. Joe, how do we uh, take this health assessment? Basically, just send me your first name and your last name and your email address. And we'll email this lifestyle risk questionnaire to
3: you. And what it does, it's a hundred questions and it analyzes how you're living, how you're eating, what you're doing to whether your health is going the right way or the wrong way. And it gives you a score. And then based on that score, we can go to work on making lifestyle choices, diet changes, things you can do every day to get that score down and get your health moving in the right direction. And so you can call me at 303-349-6011 and leave me a message and I can get you plugged in that way. Or you can text me at the same number 303-349-6011 or go to spinegeek.com and contact us and we'll get a hold of you there and we'll make it happen. But it's a free assessment and it's going to be
0: awesome for you.
7: The Love of Christ Lives on 810-KLVZ.
0: Welcome back to the good news. Hey, it's producer Moose here, and uh, I am donning my awesome ARC pants and my ARC shirt that I got ready to have our friends from ARC in. We have Dominic here. He is the king of all ambassadors. (laughs) I don't know what your business card says, but I think that works. It's a big title. It's ambassador uh, relations manager. Oh, look. King of the Ambassadors works a little, it's a little more brandable. That works. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to have his head get too big because we also have his wife in studio. Noelle is here, but she doesn't want to get on the microphone. She want, doesn't want to blow us all away with her awesome pipes and you know put me out of a job. But uh, Dominic, how are
8: things going at the ARC? They're going great. Um, the company's doing well. Uh, we now have over 260 employees with disabilities in the nice. company. So it's doing great. It's going great.
0: Very cool. I mean, I try to, whenever somebody says, hey, we need to get one of these or looking for something like this, I'd say, ARC, 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 all over the place. And even uh, people in the break room yesterday were talking about buying some furniture. I'm like, hey, there's an ARC right across the street. Nobody really knows that there's, you know, because you're just focused on getting to work that there's an ARC right across the street. So people have been hitting that up on their lunch break, so it's been, you know, very handy, and also, you know, it's where we spend a lot of our Saturdays is playing in the toy aisle of the one in Southwest Plaza, you know, tearing that one apart.
8: Yeah, it's great.
0: My um, kids really like it. So we have uh, some ambassador friends with us today, and Kyle, you've been here before, right? Yes, I have. You're an old radio pro. Yep. Yeah, and uh, we also have Tara. Hi, Tara.
9: Hi.
0: Hi, and um, have you been on the radio before, is this your first Hello. time? This is this your first time? Very first time. Are you, are you so excited? Nervous, nervous. Well, we're just gonna have a talk. There's just a microphone in the way, it's all right. Cool, cool. All right, well, I've seen you guys at some of the arc parties that I've DJed, and you're really good at dancing. You like the music, right? Yep, (laughs) awesome. How long, Kyle? How long have you
4: been with the arc? I've been working, um, since six years now. Okay, my six years. I do love it, and it's really incredible. I mean, I just love my job. I'm not gonna quit. I'm just going to keep going and going. What store are you at? Um, 1515 Stiles Broadway Arctur's store. Very nice. And uh, what do you do there? What's your job? I work for um, cashier registers. I'm also running out racks, um, putting them away, and also I'm answering the phones. Oh, so you're a man of million, many talents. Yeah, many talent. Oh, very nice. And
0: Tara, what store are you at?
9: um i have been there about three and a half years now
0: three and a half years and which store do you work at, at
9: fifteen fifteen South. sales
0: oh you guys are at the same store yeah, yeah. so you guys are best of friends
9: well
0: yeah <laughs> getting there and so kyle you've been with the company for six years and uh you love
4: it what is why do you love your job so much oh well, because it's um a good thing for me to do it and keeps you out of trouble right just trying to stay out of trouble (laughs) (laughs) not getting into one business or not getting into one into a fight (laughs) so why 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 the arc you said you didn't want to quit what makes you stay what makes you wake up and say yes i get to work at arc today because i do love it because i care about everyone that that works with us and i just want them you know to work hard and to concentrate what they're doing out there and uh, instead of messing around or goofing off. And Tara, what do you like about working at the Ark?
9: I guess you can kind of go at your own pace. You don't have people telling you, "Hurry up! Hurry up! We gotta get done! We gotta get done!"
0: Right. So you just do what you gotta do and uh, as you can, because they fit, yeah. uh, find a place that works best for you. What do you do at the Ark?
9: I'm in racks and category, uh, sizing categories, categorized. Right. And um, I'm in racks, and sometimes I buy, today I bought some hangers for them.
0: Cool. Do you run a tight ship? Do you keep everything very organized?
9: Yeah.
0: Uh, I can tell. I've been in that store before. It's a very, very good store. And so um, you've been with three and a half years. Uh, six years. Dominic, how long have you been with the ARC? Uh, Going on seven years. Wow.
8: Have you been in the same position the whole time? Um, No, I started off as the safety coordinator.
0: Oh, that's right. We've talked about this before. And then I moved on to
8: um, the workers' comp compensation coordinator. And then two years ago, I took over this position. And it's one that
0: uh, is very sought after and everybody wants your job. But I guess talking with some of the ambassadors, they want Lloyd's job
4: more than anything else. They want to be the head honcho. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right, Kyle? I think so. If the president Lloyd wants to come visit us, we just gotta do our job, or otherwise we won't do our job. Now, with the uh, ARC
0: program, Dominic, there's more. The ambassador program, there's more than just a job at the ARC. What What do uh, the ambassadors also do besides? So the
8: ambassador program includes uh, social activities. So once a month, we do different things for them. Like we go to the movies, we have dances. Um, yeah, the prom was fun. Were eight. you? You were there, right? At the prom? Yeah. yeah. Kyle, were you at the prom?
4: I was. You were. There were so many people there. It was, uh, it's
0: so hard to talk to everybody.
4: I mean, them. there's a like a lot of people that always come to every single. Um, all we do is the, we go to um, ARC University classes every once a year, um, because um, Dominic is our leader for the ARC University class. And a bassner, as well.
8: Thanks, Kyle. We'll we'll also go fishing this year, go sailing. Oh, um, very fun! We went bowling last week, so it's really it's really inclusive. It's really fun. We also have the Arc University program where and once. What does that involve? Well, once a month we teach them life skills, and we invite all of the stores across the front range. We have 24 stores now, so all the way from Pueblo to Fort Collins, we invite wow. all of our employees with disabilities to come and. And take a class on various life skills. So this month we're going to learn about uh, health and wellness. We're gonna okay. Learn about nutrition. One of our board members, he's on. Uh, he works for the United Health Organization. Oh, oh okay. Uh, so he's going to be. He has members that are going to help teach that class. Um, and then next month I'm pretty excited. We're going to go to the to the uh, botanical gardens. Nice. And learn about gardening and uh, plant a herb and learn how. Hopefully, get a green thumb. I've been
4: to Botanical Garden. It's a really nice place. Like, everyone goes there to enjoy it because they like Botanical Garden.
0: Yeah, it's a very pretty place. All right, Kyle, besides, you know, having a great job at the Ark with the Ark University and all the other fun activities you get to do, what's your favorite? What do you like to do with uh, the other ambassadors?
4: Well, if I was in the classroom, I would say hello to my friends and, um, we just have a good time, you know, enjoying um, our university classes. Um, do you have a class that you like the best or an activity you like the best? My favorite activity. Oh, that's a good question. My favorite activity. You can make
0: me feel good and say that the dances are your favorite.
4: It is going to be the dances. <laughs> it's going to be dances because I like dancing. It's no matter what is good for me to do, well, very fine. Kyle's a ladies' man, so he
0: oh yeah, he's a dancer. Saw playing enough, awesome. <laughs> Tara, what's your favorite activity with the Arc University and oh, other activities? The
9: karaoke's my favorite.
0: Karaoke, there's karaoke coming up very soon in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My buddy and I we're going to be there doing some fun karaoke. Yeah. So you better. Do you have a favorite song you like to sing?
9: Well, you might not have it, but it's called um. I just heard it. I just heard it the other day. Called um. Uh, now I forgot it.
0: <laughs> that's all right. Well, we have a, a lot of songs, and I know last time we did it, I think uh, out of the three hours that we did karaoke, two hours were spent singing Let It Go from Frozen.
8: So see if that's <laughs> <It's> hilarious. A- <laughs>
9: Not that one. <laughs>
8: so, Dominic, are you gonna get out and sing? I, if they give me a chance, usually the you know the sign-up sheet is really long, so I don't I don't get the opportunity to. Uh, <laughs> I think that's uh, on purpose. <laughs> oh sure, it's really long. Yeah. There's no room for you. Wink, wink. <laughs> Sometimes they pull me up there to do a, a duet or a.
0: One. Very fun. Well, you've been doing this for a while. We've been with the uh, ARC for a long time and the Ambassadors for two years. Do you have an activity that you just l- look forward to or is every day just you know Disneyland
8: for you? Well, the, the most important one for me, the one that I look forward to the most probably since I took this position is the graduation ceremony. Oh, yes. And that's usually really fun. Uh, I mean, we get to celebrate them and that's coming up. And What do they graduate from and to? Well, so the classes that we take in ARC University, it, it's based on attendance, not on their test scores. So okay. as long as they come and they take the test, they get credit for being there. And so the, the, the degrees are based on their attendance. So we're right now, the I think we're up to like 45 classes that we've had. Oh, okay. So the highest degree that somebody can get is a doctorate Excelsior.
0: Oh, nice.
8: Yeah. And so uh, <laughs> it's, it's really fun to see them. They, they really have a ball.
0: Oh, cool! When uh, I went to radio school, they didn't—they had a graduation, but you didn't wear a cap and gown. I'm like, I've worked my tail off for a year and a half here, and so I, <laughs> a friend of mine who just graduated college, I'm like, hey, can I borrow your cap and gown? And so everyone else is in you know nice dresses and suits and ties. I'm there in my cap and gown. I worked for this, huh. and now they have their own caps and gowns for the graduation because I, I, you know, spawned a revolution there because everyone was like, he got to wear one. Oh. Yeah, because I found my own. Right, but uh, I know. <laughs> The ARC University graduation doesn't necessarily have that, but I think that's always a fun thing to celebrate the Dr. Excelsior and yeah. all the other fun things that <laughs> um, go on. So, what I mean, yeah, we have the uh, awesome ambassadors that work at ARC and they are, you know, the heartbeat of ARC. What else goes on uh, as a part of ARC outside of just having these awesome ambassadors?
8: Well, I mean, just going to the stores and seeing how they function within the stores and how customers relate to them. I think a lot of our customers that shop at our stores really appreciate uh, having them there and um, really like just interacting with them. And I, I went a couple weeks ago to the Southwest store, because that's
0: the one closest to us. And uh, there's the two aisles filled with toys my kids can just spend all day there. And there was one of the ambassadors there that was uh, hanging up some clothes. And my daughter just went over and said, hey, you want to play with me? And so <laughs> I can't remember her name for the life of me, but it was pretty funny. She just got down and played toys with my daughter for a good few minutes. And I just sat there and just watched. And what a great uh, environment to be able to have these people who, Kyle, you love working at the Ark. You
4: Do you feel like it's a good place where you feel loved is a family there I like when I'm there because every time when I work it just keeps me going and it keeps me um, just keeps myself busy when I'm doing my job and it's gotta do when I gotta do
0: Terry you're nodding along you've been with the ark for three years um, why do you like the Arc so much
9: it's, it's like so nice?
0: everybody's so nice have you yeah. worked elsewhere did you have a job before working at the Arc?
9: yes nursing home and i was not nice
0: it was not nice there
9: they had their clicks i mean if mm-hmm. you didn't belong there. you don't belong anywhere of <laughs> course you don't go there and belong but it feels better he belong
0: right so you feel like you have a purpose yeah. and you belong yeah at the ark and yeah. so when when it's time to leave for work are you just excited can you just not wait to, to get there it's just a great place to be yeah <sighs> Awesome. Well, I I love having you guys' smiles. I love having you in here. Um, Is there anything else, Kyle, that you want to say to the Radio Land about uh, your time at the Ark? All right, you guys. Oh, it's getting serious. Listen to this.
4: (laughs) If you are at least 18 years old, you can come on down to 1515 South Broadway. High school students, you got to listen to this. This is going to be really good for you. If you are at least 18... You can come on down to the Arctur store, like Peplo, Corral, Arctur store, or any Arctur store that you want to apply. Then come on down. We'll give you applications. Um, You can fill it out. And um, just uh, remember, high school students, just stay out of trouble. Don't get into a fight. Just stay out of people's business, and don't get into the mean police there's your recruitment video right there if the, we'll cut that and send it on to Lloyd okay <laughs> and don't let anyone down if you dare to mess with my friends mean police <laughs> i will come to your school and the security We'll kick you out. Oh, oh. okay, Kyle. We'll uh, you know love you with hugs. So,
0: Kyle, you've been with Arc for quite a while. Um, do you have have you made a lot of friends working
4: at the Arc? Yes, I have. Um, they just love when I'm there, and uh, we just um, work together as a team, and we just love doing it.
8: Well, we have a wild shop that uh, we have a wilder in the oh, company. Oh, really? And uh, Kyle has actually went to the shop before and helped. Helped him weld.
4: Really, tell me about that, Kyle. Well, um, the the hardest part of doing welding is stick welding. Um, I've been I've done it for my first time learning how to stick welding. Um, the MIG welding is really easy for me to do. Um, I was helping Tyler. Me, um, yeah, Tyler at the welding shop Um, we just have to build something for the customer because the customer needs it and it has to um, complete and done and before we have to deliver it to the customers so cool
0: not only do you get to work in the store and do the cashier and racks as you were saying you also start to learn welding that is pretty cool I have some friends who do welding and I just think I could never do that cause I'm not that focused and you know, it's takes some awesome skill. So I, I applaud you for that. Now, before we wrap up, we have a few minutes left and, uh, Kyle, you, with your great pitch, we're trying to recruit people. You hire anybody and everybody who is looking for a job who is a good fit for your store. Actually, my wife is thinking of applying. She is, you know, free up this summer. I'm like, hey, go apply at the Ark. Yeah. So it would be a good place. But uh, also, you were telling me with your darling wife here sitting in the studio with us that also being that summer or almost summer and uh, schedules are freeing up, volunteer opportunities. Noel, you volunteer. I won't. Force you to be on the radio, but uh, Dominic, tell us. Do you know um, about some of the opportunities people can have to volunteer this summer?
8: Uh, yes, I um, apologize. I don't have all of the information with me, but if you go to our website, uh, um all of all of the information is there. You can go to any one of our 24 locations and ask to volunteer. Um, and we'll give you something to do. <laughs> Individuals,
0: families, church groups, anybody can uh, sign up and help volunteer. I know it's a, a lot of high schoolers need their public service hours for the summer and whatnot, so it's a great place to yeah. get involved.
8: And we also have special events. Like this weekend, we're going to be uh, participating in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. Oh, really? So a lot of times we need volunteers for various various things for different events and things, too.
0: Cool. St. Patrick's Day Parade in Denver is like the biggest this side of Boston and Chicago. I've been in that a couple of times. That's a long parade. I'm actually the mascot, so I get to dress up
8: as Arky. And oh, so I have to be in that sucker. Jump oh. around and run around. Yeah.
0: Long time. Very cool. But, you know, we'll keep that a secret. Yeah. Not, not a lot of people yeah. in Radio Land heard that, right? Yeah. So, Tara, anything else that you want to tell people in Radio Land that, about ARK?
9: I knew I can't, but I can't not buy stuff.
0: <laughs> you can't stop buying stuff. I don't do a week without buying. You know, anything. you know it's payday when Tara that has a full <laughs> cart of stuff. Yep. <laughs> what what's your favorite thing to look for? Do you like the music or clothes or what do you look clothes. for?
9: Clothes. I don't. One thing I don't need is any more clothes. Right. You if know. I see something, I'm gonna grab it.
0: Angie has little girls and I have a little girl that's smaller than them, so I've been getting all of her hand-me-downs. And, you know. We would think, okay, what can we go to the ARC to get for my daughter? But Angie already went to the ARC for us, so we don't really need anything. So it's always about stuff for me and my son. I
8: think my wife just spent like 75 bucks
0: (laughs) And bought half the store. (laughs) Very nice. Well, Dominic, what's the website one more time? ARCthrift.org. ARCthrift.org, and that's where you can find the store nearest you, find uh, volunteer opportunities and just more about the Ambassador Program. Thanks, Kyle and Tara, for coming in. Go check them out on the uh, Broadway store. Did you guys have fun? Come and see us. See too. Tara, did you have fun here on radio your first time? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening to the good news. We'll be right back.
3: 810 KLVZ. Listen online and check out showtimes at klvz.com.
2: Hey, it's Angie with the good news. Do you ever feel like, you know, you need a road map to your goals or you need some hope or you feel lost? Well, Carrie Conley with Infinite Nation, she teaches us the specifics, the roadmap to reach your goals and dreams. Hi, Carrie.
5: How are you, Angie?
2: It must be very exciting for you to help people reach their goals.
5: It's very exciting because everybody has a vision of what they want their life to look like, Angie, but most of us walk around with it all stuffed inside and not able to get it out. And that's what I help people do.
2: And what I find that you do is you have us write down uh, what we see ourselves doing or would like to see ourselves doing in one year, two year, three years. Right. And then you, ha- you break it down into steps and then it makes it so much more simplified and less intimidating.
5: Well, I think people overestimate that, you know, a baby step ha- can take you a long way. So, yes, I get them to take little tiny baby steps toward the bigger vision of
2: what they want their life to look like. All right. If people want to talk to you, work with you, see what you're up to, how do they reach you? InfiniteNation.com. InfiniteNation.com Thanksgiving.
1: You know, I was living in my van at the time, and that's when I found myself in uh, the park. There was no reason that seemed to go on. I had nothing to live for. I found myself sitting on that park bench with a bottle of whiskey in one hand and a gun in the other. Finished the whiskey and stuck the gun in my mouth and pulled the trigger. The bullet bounced off my C1 vertebrae and lodged behind my ear. I was in the hospital for about 10 days. And then after a thorough mental, eval- mental health evaluation, they pretty much booted me out on the street. And then everything went downhill. I started drinking. About six weeks later, I was in detox again, and a nice lady at detox just looked at me and said, boy, with your story, you need to get into a better program, or you're not going to be alive very long. And she helped me get into the downtown Denver Rescue Mission, and uh, and here I am today because of that. And I've got my great family. They love me, and I spend more time with them than anybody, and life is good. To
0: find out how you can help people just like Joe, go to denverrescuemission.org.
8: Your next shopping trip could change the lives of some very special people right here in Colorado. When you shop at Arc thrift stores, you'll not only save money, but you'll also give back to our community by helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Just like these Arc ambassadors.
6: A lot of people they have misconceptions about people with disabilities. A lot of them think that we can't do things that other people can do, and that's just not true. We can do what other people can do. It may take us a little bit more time to do it, but we can. We're just like any other human being we have feelings and we have emotions and if given the chance we can shine and I think that ARC has done a very good job at showing that. I
1: like it there and it helps me out to learn about reading off the labels and stuff I like helping out different people a lot of different people I help out.
4: Find the ARC store near you at arcthrift.org
6: It's a non and it's a great company to work for and a great place to shop.
4: And remember
3: every Saturday you get 50% off most items in the store you're listening to klvz and klvz hd brighton denver and online at klvz.com
2: welcome back to the good news terry fisher with five star talent and entertainment terry fisher you are the best when it comes to advice for what to do on the weekends. Hi, friend.
7: Hello, my friend Angie. How are you, beautiful?
2: I am well. So, what is going on this weekend? Well, first, I wanted to say thank you for everybody who had part to do with Saturday Night Alive last
7: Saturday for the Denver Center for Performing Arts. They raised over a million dollars, which will help 84,000 students enjoy theater and the arts this next year. That's
2: amazing. And
7: congrats to the Hall of Fame inductees at the Visit Denver. um, They inducted, um, oh, who did they induct? They inducted um, Lanny Garrett and um, Jerry McMorris, Chuck Morris, and Al White and a lot of venues. So that was kind of fun, too. Wow. All right, so on to the new stuff, Ms. Angie. Well, what's happening? You have a parade tomorrow called the St. Patty's Day Parade. Have you ever been?
2: I, block. I have when I first started doing news in uh, in Denver, and it was so much fun. And uh, my daughter's birthday is St. Patrick's Day, so it's a fun you know, celebration all around for us.
7: It is. So I think people get out there and you know get to downtown. And it starts at 930. It's free. It's fun. We're green. You, you know, you can't miss it, you know. Um, you have rugby. Rugby kicks off their season in Infinity Park tomorrow. So get over there. The rugby season goes all the way into August, so there's lots of different games to go see. And for those of you who enjoy the Harlem Globetrotters, have you ever seen them?
2: Yes, they're amazing. Moose took his kids last year, uh, and they loved it.
7: I remember that. And they were over at the First Bank Event Center in Broomfield. Tickets range in price. They start at 630, so there's a chance for that. And for all you scouts out there, if you want to wear your Scout uniform, you can head over to the Rocky Mountain Dinosaur Resource Center. Um, the cost varies, but um, I think all the people in Scouts get to go in for free. Oh. Yes. So that's kind of fun, you know, all the Scout people out there. Um, for those of you who love horses, you've got the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo going on at the National Western Complex. That started the 11th, goes through the 13th, through, through, through Sunday. So another chance to get out there and enjoy something a little bit different in our town. Um, we have um, – and then you've got the Best of Colorado. So if you guys want to do something fun, because everyone's welcome to come to this, it's the Best of Colorado. It's happening on the 15th. It's Tuesday. It's at the Pat Bowen Fieldhouse. It's the first time a public event will be going on. Five Stars thrilled and honored to be doing all the entertainment for them that evening. So we've got some fun people doing that event. So it's a good chance to come down and hear – You know, meet with all the people in the industry, and when I say industry, it's huge—five hundred people big.
6: That's a great
7: networking night. It's and you should come. It's really awesome.
5: All right, great place
7: to network. Tickets are like super cheap, like fifteen bucks or something. You know. Okay. So you get this wonderful opportunity and. You know, it's just that it's just springtime, you've got Easter things that are going on. I would say make your Easter brunch reservations. Some of your country clubs or, or neighborhoods in cities may have little Easter bunny moments where you can go hunt for eggs. So I would just check with your local areas Excellent. out there.
2: I, I love yeah. those Easter egg hunts. Okay, and where do we go to find you and hire you and your entertainers and schedule things or find your mm-hmm. events?
7: Well, you can always call Angie because you love booking her. Or if you want to call me, you just call me at 303 star ax or five star acts, or five star ax is my website. The number five and five star talent entertainment all over Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, if we're involved with your event, Angie, you know we help market their events. Um, Let people know they're going on. So we just love doing that for
2: people. And Terry books me for nonprofit events, charity events. I'm doing something for the Haven House, and they do wonderful work rehabbing women and taking helping them get their children back. And then I did an event uh, last week for kids in Thornton who are beating the odds. That was wonderful. Thank you, Terry.
7: Thank you, everybody. Happy weekend,
2: everyone. And also, don't forget, uh, YMC of the Rockies, one of our favorite sponsors. I've been going there since I was a kid, and they are absolutely wonderful. A great place to go for a family weekend. All of us on The Good News, the whole team, we all go up there with our families for weeks at a time. Jorge, Moose, and myself separately, of course, because we have enough of each other at work, okay? Even though we love Jesus and each other, we need vacations at YMC of the Rockies.
1: Thanks for listening to the good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of Past Shows at Angie Lucky Land Casino asking
0: people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky.
2: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.